Hey ladies, and welcome to the Water with Lemon podcast. This is Emma Cook, your host, and I am so glad you are here listening today. This is a podcast by a 20-something for 20-somethings in hopes that we can be encouraged, inspired, and challenged in this crazy time of life. So grab something refreshing and let's get going. Hey girl, hey! Jennifer Fulweiler joins me on the podcast today to talk about your blue flame and how to pursue your passions. So I pray that through our conversation today, you find encouragement and boldness to step out of the ordinary and pursue time for the things you are passionate about. So let's get started. Yeah, well, hey, Jennifer, welcome to the Water With Lemon podcast. I am excited to have you today. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, I have just been following your story a little bit, and it's been so fun to just kind of hear about you and uh, what you're up to. And so why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about what's going on with you these days? Yeah, so I have six kids, and uh, last year I've, I've, I'd been on Sirius XM Radio doing talk radio two hours a day. I had a live daily talk radio show. And so I just quit that job just a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, not for any bad reason. It was just, I felt like it was time to move on to other things. And mm-hmm. part of the reason for that was last year, I self-produced my own stand-up comedy tour, like mm-hmm. just cold calling theaters, renting theaters with my personal credit card and getting out there and doing stand-up comedy and getting some awesome women together to come out to these shows, which was so much fun. So I'm focusing on that kind of thing full-time now. And I have a brand new book out. It's called Your Blue Flame, Drop Mm -hmm. the Guilt, and Do What Makes You Come Alive. Yes, I'm so excited about that. Will you tell my listeners just kind of a little bit about your book and why you chose to write it? The book is because I had, I just had so many people saying, wow, you have six kids and, and you're doing, <laughs> you're going down to these comedy clubs and you're doing stand up comedy and you're, you know, you're self-producing this tour and people would say, okay, I don't want to do stand up comedy, but I would love to tap into that energy and that joy that seems to be in your life. So I would tell people, and I mentioned this in my previous book, I said, well, I just, I found my blue flame, like comedy is my blue flame. And they'd be like, but well, I don't know what that, like, what's that word mean? And I didn't come up with that term. I got it from someone else, but it was the term that I used to explain how I have the energy to do all this stuff. And there was so much interest in it that finally I was like, okay, I think I just have to write a book about this because I'm spending so much time explaining it on Instagram DMs. Maybe it's just easier if I write a book. Oh, that is so cool. I I am so amazed uh, that you were able to kind of tackle that as well, having six kiddos and, but then going for it. Like, I think that it is so cool uh, when women step up to be like, yeah, but this is something I'm passionate about. And you know, I'm just, I'm just going to give it a shot. (laughs) Yep. Yep. So that is so cool. And I'm glad that you are able to kind of take a turn in, um, in your career and how has that been amidst all the crazy right now? Uh, it's been terrifying and Mm. I'm, you know, I'm constantly lying awake at night, second guessing myself thinking, man, I shouldn't quit my job. Like, what am I Mm. doing? We depended on that income because originally when I planned to leave Sirius XM, I was going to do more comedy touring. I just, it was getting to be too much to be on the air two hours a day, day after day, and then also travel for comedy tour. It was just too much and something had to give. And so I left 
Sirius XM mainly for that reason. And, but now I can't tour and that frankly was going to be a source of income. Right. So, so there is, it's a, it's a scary time for a lot of people. And one of the things I try to do in your blue flame and, and on Instagram and just anywhere in my public presence is I never sugarcoat it. And mm-hmm. I am not pretending like this is easy for me. I'm not pretending like I don't sometimes second guess this decision, but that's part of it is following your calling and stepping into the person that you're meant to be and the impact that you're meant to have, it will be scary sometimes. And by the way, another thing I always tell people is my message is not that other people have to do these quote unquote big or crazy things like quitting jobs or putting themselves out there on a stage with a tour for some, for one person, it might be like, maybe they have a love of arranging flowers and they're going to start just doing little bouquets and taking them to neighbors. That's a big dream too. That's an exciting dream too. And so whatever level you're dreaming at, whether it's something that involves being in front of thousands of people or just impacting the family in your home, it is going to be scary. And that's part of the process. Mm, That's so true. It's, you know, sometimes we think, well, you know, my dream is too big or you might think, well, even it's just like, so (laughs) just like something so little that, you know, even that feels overwhelming to just like get started with it because you're thinking, oh, it's just, you know, it's not really that big of a deal. Uh, It's not something that, you know, I, I really need to do. It's just something that I'm really passionate about, but seeing how, you know, that's something that we can take and we can give a shot no matter what you think is like standing in your way. And so tell us a little bit about more about, you know, how you decided to make that switch to doing stand up. It was one of those things where I, I just saw there, there's this great quote from this guy, James Clear, when he was on Rituals podcast, he said, and I'm paraphrasing, but he said something like, where is an area where I can handle the pain of the work better than other people. Mm. The area where you are more well-equipped to suffer is the work you were made to do. And when he says work, we're not talking about paid jobs. Again, it could be like the arranging flowers thing. And when you think about it, any way that you have an impact on the world, whether it's with a paid job or something you just spend one hour a week doing, anything that you do will involve some kind of suffering. Like a friend of mine has a garden. And to me, that just seems so hard. Like I would die. Like I just couldn't have a garden, like being out there (laughs) in the heat and the bugs. And like, I don't know about these plants and I can't figure out why this one thing is not growing. I couldn't handle five minutes of the suffering that comes with having a garden. Mm -hmm. Whereas that friend of mine, she could not handle five minutes of being up on a stand-up comedy stage at a comedy club and bombing and have people not laughing. She, <laughs> she doesn't want to do that and I don't want to do what she does. And so, so that's kind of how I got into it is I realized, you know, there is a lot of suffering that comes with doing this kind of work, but there's also a really beautiful way to add something beautiful to people's lives by making them laugh. And I'm equipped for it. I'm built for it. And not everyone is. And so I really encourage your listeners to think about that. What is something that your friends say, wow, that would be really hard. I couldn't do that, but it doesn't feel that hard for you. That might very well be your blue flame. Hmm. That is so cool. Yes. I, as you were talking, I was thinking about, uh, I was watching America's Got Talent. I don't know if you watch that show. Uh, not regularly, but I've seen it. <laughs> Last night there was, um, 
this sweet older lady who got up to do stand up. She was really funny uh, in the beginning and talking about, you know, the struggle of being a mom and poor thing, just like totally messed up, you know, towards the end of her act. I mean, she like said her husband's name out loud instead of somebody else. And then, you know, kind of just like went on a downward spiral spiral of forgetting the rest of her act. And I just felt so horribly for her because she she was so funny. You should, you should go see it. I mean, it'll make you cringe because I don't know if you've ever been in that spot, but I was like, Oh no. Oh yeah. Well, I, and, and it happens every stand-up comic. I mean, everyone bombs. It's just part of the process. It, it's going to happen to, to everyone. Cause that that's part of just trying and putting yourself out there. Yeah. And you have to so, roll with it. You know, yeah. Yeah. You just have to move on. <laughs> yeah. You know, Howie was like, well, you know, when that happens, you just have to keep going and pretending like you had, you know, no idea that you messed up and things like that. Yeah. But, you have to bounce I've, back. Yeah, I've always been interested in, you know, just how stand-ups remember everything that they talk about. You know, you watch these like hour, two-hour uh, stand-up routines, you know, whether it's Netflix or something like that where they're pre-recorded. And I'm like, how in the world do they remember all of that? That, is, that takes some skill. You know what's really interesting about it is I do regular speaking as well. And I was worried about that with stand-up because mm-hmm. you have to say the words exactly. Because if you say one word different, then it might not be funny anymore. Mm-hmm. So I worried about that because my the act that I toured with was an hour long. So I thought, how do I remember every single word perfectly for an right. hour? And you know what it is, is for whatever reason, stand-up is a lot like music or like poetry. Mm-hmm. Even though it doesn't exactly rhyme, there, there's a rhythm to it that's similar to music. So memorize, each bit is about three to five minutes, just like a song. And so it's like memorizing a bunch of songs almost. And, mm-hmm. and so I found that very interesting that stand-up comedy is actually pretty easy to memorize the same way a song is easy to memorize. That's cool. Uh, Yeah, that makes more sense. You know, it's like something that, you know, you do have to just memorize, but you know, there's a rhythm to it. There's a way. And I'm sure after you do a few shows, it's like, I mean, you know, that's something that's just kind of ingrained into your brain. But yeah, I think it is so interesting that you do that. And um, especially just as a woman and um, being able to, to bring some light into that field for sure. I think it is so cool. And you know, my listeners are, are mostly in their twenties. And so, you know, we're kind of in that, in that phase of life where it's, we're just trying to like figure out, you know, what, you know, what to do, (laughs) what our purpose is. And so what encouragement do you have for us in, in this phase of life? Oh, I have so much encouragement for you guys. So first of all, it's, it's you're in a great season. It's a wonderful season of life to be in. First of all, I would say, don't ever doubt that you do have a purpose. Too many of us waste too much time thinking, you know what, whatever, I'm just going to go you know, forget about this because I don't think I have a purpose. You <laughs> do have a purpose. The second thing I would encourage everyone to think about is one of the things to know is what what tempo of life, what speed of life feels right for you? So often we're not connecting with our dreams and our purpose 
because we're trying to live at someone else's tempo of life. Mm. And here's, let me, I'll give you an example to tell you what I mean by that. So when I was in my twenties, I worked in the high tech world and I was surrounded by people. Everybody wanted to make a billion dollars. And there was this idea that if you are not trying to be the founder of a company that goes public and has a billion dollar valuation, then you must just be holding yourself back and you must be afraid and you're just not really living your best life. And I had some friends who worked in that field who said, yeah, I guess I don't have a dream or I don't have a purpose because they were thinking on the billion dollar level. (laughs) And one of them ended up quitting all of that to go make candles. And she now has a candle shop on Etsy and it's, you know, barely enough to pay the bills. She is not making that much money with it, but it is enough. It is a business that pays the bills. And she's like, I love my life. This is the right speed for me. I never wanted to be a CEO. I never wanted to be a billionaire. Now, on the other hand, when I first started having kids and I was in stay at home mom circles, I was, I was surrounded by people who wanted to live at a very slow tempo of life. So then in that world, there was this idea that if you want, if you don't want to have quiet days where you're sipping tea and gazing out the window and keeping everything super slow and calm, then there was this idea, like you're not checked into motherhood. You're not checked into your family. And I, I became really deeply depressed and I felt like I didn't have a purpose. What I eventually realized is I'm someone who really thrives under stress and pressure. As you can imagine, doing a stand-up comedy tour when you have six kids in a two-hour daily talk radio show, <laughs> it's just how I'm wired. I love, 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 love stress, stress and pressure. It makes me happy. I do very well with it. And so when I was trying to dream along the lines of a much slower speed of life, it made me feel like I didn't have a purpose. So that that's maybe one of my biggest pieces of advice for your listeners is you need to find the level of dreaming that's right for you. If you secretly feel like you have it in you to take over an industry and be a billionaire, then stop apologizing for that and go do it. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, if you're like, Jen, I don't want any of that. I want to have a garden and a front porch and I want to sip some lemonade on my front porch. And like, that is the speed (laughs) of life that I dream to live at. Then stop apologizing for that and go do that. But that connecting with the speed of life that is right for you is really going to help you find your blue flame. Hmm. And that's the thing is I feel like we're so easy, like we can so easily just try to follow what we think is like what the world wants us to do. You know, what is Mm -hmm. maybe the American dream or what we think will make us the most money or what we think, you know, maybe our parents had some influence and you feel like you need to follow in some way, follow your family in some way, you know? And so there's almost a lot of pressure in that way of just feeling like we have to, um, you know, kind of fulfill something, uh, that the world wants us to, you know, or it's like, okay, well, I want to follow this, but you know, I, I need to pay my bills. Like I need money. And so how am I supposed to follow this? So I think there's a lot of people in that boat too, of like, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. I do want to go make some candles or I do, uh, you know, I want to have this podcast or I do want to, you know, X, Y, Z, but how do I, pay the bills, you know? So were you ever in that spot or know people who were and like, what do you do? Oh, I'm currently in that spot. I, (laughs) I quit. (laughs) And I'm like, 
oh, I want to follow my dreams, but I have no money and <laughs> there's a pandemic <laughs> and, like, yeah. and six children. So, yeah, I mean, right, exactly. And, and I, I, one of my biggest pieces of advice uh, there is it's one, one of the greatest pieces of advice that I encountered. And this was from the high tech startup world when I was like 24 and it has served me so well is to keep your expenses as low as possible, especially when it comes to the big things like houses and cars and, and things like that, because that gives you a certain amount of freedom that let's say, uh, like I, I know someone, the person who gave me that advice was a lawyer and she was a few years ahead of me at that time. And she said, you know, I didn't buy the biggest house I could possibly get or the fanciest car I could possibly get because I wanted that freedom to not have to work quite as hard to keep up with those bills so that I could develop my other gifts and talents on the side. And, 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 and that has really helped us that like we live in a three bedroom house, even though we have six kids and uh, you know, and we, we don't have, you know, fancy cars or anything like that because we wanted to keep our expenses low enough so that we didn't constantly feel that pressure of like, I have to keep working this job. I hate to keep up with all of these bills. And so that, that has really helped us sort of me and my husband develop our blue flames and find those kind of talents that we didn't have these enormous expenses to, to constantly keep up with. So I, I really recommend that people just keep their expenses as low as possible so that you can hopefully have a little bit of freedom. Now that said, I know that when you're just starting out, it's like, okay, my expenses are still low and I'm still broke and I still hate my job. And (laughs) And so that is totally understandable. The great thing about finding your blue flame is that it gives you energy when you do it. So even if you are waiting tables 50 hours a week and it's really wearing you out, when you connect with your blue flame, you will find that you still have energy for it. It actually gives Mm. you energy to go back and do that 50 hour a week job that you hate. Even if you're only using your blue flame, like a couple hours on a Saturday, maybe a couple mornings per week before you head into work, that will give you the energy to get through your day job. And you may even find that if you continue to use it on the side, it starts eventually bringing in enough money that you can quit that job that you hate and make your blue flame your day job. Yeah, that makes sense. And you said earlier, like, there's going to be some sacrifice in there. You know, there's something that you're going to, you know, that might be continuing on with, you know, your day job or whatever it is so that eventually you can do that. And I've seen that even with, with doing my podcast here of like, I'm a teacher by day. uh, But this is something that I love to do. It gives me life. It gives me energy. And it's something that I can think about besides, you know, whatever stress is going on in my normal, my normal job. And so it's something that I love to do. And I can see that, you know, it does bring me energy. It brings me like the ability to, you know, think about something else for a second (laughs) and be encouraged by women like you, you know? Yeah. And, and, and so you're a great example of that is I bet you've had people say to you, well, why would you add this work to your plate? You're so busy with busy life as a teacher. Why would you want to do one more thing? And that's the whole blue flame concept is like, no, 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 this isn't work for me. This is giving me the energy to deal with the stress of my regular life. This is not one more annoying thing on my to-do list. Mm -hmm. This is a life giving thing for me. Yes. Yes. I totally think of that. And I think it is so cool that you are, uh, following that for yourself as well. Uh, and, and just the whole term is so fun. I love it. 
And by um, the way, and I will say, I started off years ago because my I, my blue flame. I I think multiple people have multiple blue flames, but yeah. all of mine are in the area of communication. And I started off just with a blog years ago. I mean, I was making no money, and the blog turned into a book deal, which turned into the radio show, which turned into stand up comedy. So when you find that blue flame and you stick with it, it depends on how hard you feel like working towards it. For many years, like I, I just yeah. didn't care if this turned into anything income generating. But if you stick with it, very often you will end up, it, it could end up turning into some kind of paying job. Yeah. I like, I like that. I agree. And you know, yeah, you never know where it could go or maybe it does it and you just continue to do something that you love to do. So exactly. yeah, because <laughs> you get the energy boost either way, whether or not you're making money from it. Yes. So I would love to ask you a few more questions, Jen, that I ask every guest that comes on the show. And usually this first one kind of stumps people, but it's what is one thing that you wish you knew as a 20 something? Oh my gosh. Let's see. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. Yeah. They, there's so much that you wish, you know, I, I think, I think the biggest thing, I guess I just, I wish I had felt more freedom to truly embrace who I really am. Like all the craziness and like all that, like I, you know, I'm, I'm very <laughs> like, I'm different than other people. And I think I just spent too much time trying to be the person that other people wanted me to be. And I didn't even realize that I was doing it. Mm. And so I really recommend it to anyone well, really anyone at any age, but especially people in their 20s, that there's a quote from this guy, Tim Grover. He's an author. And he says, in order to have what you really want, you must become who you really are. And I actually, I have that on my phone. I have this little inspiration album and I look at it all the time because it just reminds me like, you won't be able to have the impact that you're meant to have if mm. you don't accept who you really are, even the things that you kind of wish were different. Like once you start to really say, this is who I am and we could all use improvement, of course, and I will continue to try and improve, but I will also accept who I really am. Then everything changes. Hmm. I think that's something that's really hard for us. I don't know what it is about this season of life of just kind of Figuring out who you are, you know, that is really hard. Um, yeah. And I think, and it's trial and error. I, I think that the more you put yourself out there and the more you just try, like say, am I the kind of person who wears a pink feather boa to the girls night out? Well, to some extent you won't know until you try, try it. <laughs> and if it feels weird and it's just bizarre and it doesn't work, okay, well then you know, but you might find that you walk into that girls night out with your feather boa and you're like, yeah, this is totally who I am. I'm doing this <laughs> all the time now. I'm adding like a sparkly hat next time. You know, you just don't know until you do it. So that's whether you're trying to find your blue flame or just find out who you really are. One of the things I always tell people is you will not get more clarity by thinking about it. You have to do something. You have to take action. So take action, try something, and that's how you'll find out who you really are. Yes, I totally agree. What are you like reading, listening to, and or watching these days, Jen? 
You know what I've been doing is, you know, it has been a hard time for me just with the world going crazy just when I was trying to launch this new endeavor. And I've been, you know, my anxiety and depression has been kind of kicked up. Mm -hmm. And so I have been really immersing myself in, you know, like the, the really positive thinking gurus, like the Tony Robbins kind of guys, mm-hmm. I have just been binging like any positive video that's all about like, rah, rah, you can do it. Just have a positive mindset. That's been really helpful to me when I just feel down or I feel discouraged. I'll, I'll pull up one of those on YouTube or I'll listen to a motivational podcast. And it helps me remember that at the end of the day, it really is all about mindset that there's almost no limit to what you can do. If you just keep your head in the game, keep a mentality of gratitude and just keep moving forward with what you're meant to do, it's going to be fine. And so I have just been like immersing myself in those kind of messages. Mm. Yeah, that's good. What's refreshing you these days? This is anything that's like giving you life. Oh gosh, so many things. I've, um, I, okay, this is ridiculous, but... I love TikTok and like whenever, <laughs> when I mean, I'm not like active. I've, I've done a couple of dumb little videos, but I, I'm not a content <laughs> creator on TikTok, but just seeing the, the joy that people bring to TikTok and the creativity and the outside the box thinking, it's just like whenever I'm down and I pull up TikTok, it, it just like puts me in this really good mood and it makes me so happy. And so <laughs> this is probably the dumbest answer you've ever gotten, but I, I find TikTok <laughs> very creatively refreshing. <laughs> I totally agree. It is very entertaining and also somewhat addicting. I have to like mm-hmm. take it in doses because it's like... This, I could just keep going and going and going. And <laughs> you're like, where did that two hours go? Like, where am I? Like, <laughs> you wake up and you're like, where am I? Who am I? How many yeah. days has it been since I started watching these videos? <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on today, Jen. I appreciate just your enthusiasm for finding our blue flame and just really appreciate you coming on and encouraging us today. I am so happy to have been here. If anyone wants to look me up, Instagram is my favorite place to hang out. So search for Jennifer Fulweiler on Instagram. And thank you so much. This has really been a pleasure. Yes, thank you, Jen. Thank you guys so much for listening in today. I hope Jennifer's words to us 20-somethings were helpful and informative as we enter into this transitional stage of life. I just wanted to take a second to thank all of those Uh, that are supporting me through Patreon. I just recently have been thinking so much about those people uh, and how much it makes a difference, just five bucks a month, 10 bucks a month, uh, to be able to help me fund what needs to be funded to be able to run this podcast. So thank you so much to those of you who are supporting me. And if you are interested, uh, there is a link down below to where in the show notes that you can go and you can see if that's something that you would be willing to do. So thank you so much for just listening. That alone is the best. So I'll continue praying for you to find your blue flame and stay fresh, my people.